Hi everyone, welcome to The Unity, the podcast for teens by teens. We share the outstanding achievements and journeys that teenagers have gone through and their process in doing so. Today we're interviewing Ellie, head of productions from stu- the student-led Choose Change organization. Welcome to The Unity, Ellie. <laughs> so hi Ellie, we've heard from a good friend of ours. Um, and we know that you're the head of productions for Choose Change. Um, but other than that, we just recently met like legit five minutes ago and we don't know you that well. Do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? What you like to do? Any hobbies you made over quarantine, perhaps? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, besides Choose Change, I do a couple of well of other activities after school. Um, I teach in a local orphanage here in Cancun. I live in Cancun, Mexico. Um, I've been teaching them English and financial literacy for like, I think five years already. And um, other things I do as well is in my free time, I like to study Mandarin Chinese. I take some classes with uh, a university in Mexico City called UNAM. Um, other than that, I like to play tennis on the weekends with my sisters. Um, I also teach financial literacy in an organization based in Boston called Budget Buddies. Um, I guess that'd be it. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you something. You like anime? <laughs> I like it. But I don't watch much of it. Oh man. <laughs> I think Jason had to get that question out the way. Can you see like his anime poster? Anime. No, I'm looking at the figures that you have in your background. I, I thought it was anime. Oh, these ones uh, on top here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are like, I don't know what they are. They're like some dolls, but I'm not sure if they're anime. My, my grandmother gave them to me. I thought it was Yuna from Black, from Black Clover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she watches Black Clover, man. I don't even know what it is. I, it's, it's a good anime. Oh, just, okay. to, just to say the oh, least. So if you're looking for anything to watch, you can, you can go watch Black Clover. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so have you ha- made like any new hobbies over quarantine? Um, during quarantine, um, since I've I've actually been presume for one year and a half so I've actually had a a long time of quarantine um I started reading a lot of books like much more than I usually do I read fiction non-fiction all kinds of stuff um I spent more time studying Chinese overall since I had more time um I dedicated more time to the orphanage sadly I had to do it for zoom but you know, I made prepared the classes better than I would normally do. Um, yeah, and I started baking a lot because my mom opened mm. this like business of you know what kefir is. I don't know if I'm pronouncing correct. Like kefir. No, never heard of that. No. Yeah. Like what is it? Yogurt. It's not yogurt. It's like a little bit more liquidy, but like it's supposed to be yogurt, but it's very good for your body. But it has a lot of nutrients or stuff. Yeah. So my mom like open his kefir business and like i help her make it like delivered around my neighborhood so i've been doing a lot wow that's super cool like this is just recently opened right uh yeah my mom yeah it like not recently because she opened it like when the pandemic started so like a year ago but yeah mm, 
I see. I, I hear you say you talk about talk a lot about Chinese. How'd you get into that? Yeah. Why Chinese? Uh, gosh. Mm. In the beginning, to be honest, I didn't study Chinese for interest. My parents told me but I should study it because it's a very important language. It's like, okay, I'll start studying it, you know? Uh I studied on my own. I watched YouTube videos. I downloaded books online. I was like, oh, I really like this. And I saw watching a lot of Chinese soap operas and like, you know, those soap operas actually helped me like, you know, have more fun studying it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then I mean... my mom found on Facebook a university in Mexico City giving classes. Um, so I joined Vibes. And yeah, I think it's already been two years now. I started in sophomore year studying. So yeah. Are, are you fluent? I mean, I passed HSK4. Oh my god, you're good. That means you're good. <laughs> I took HSK3 back in ninth grade, I think. Uh, I don't understand how people study Chinese for fun. Like, no offense to anyone. But I studied Chinese for like four years, three years, and I could not continue. I studied for not even, I studied for one year and quit the next year. <laughs> Like, I take French at school, but my French is not good at all. Cause like, I think with saying a language, you actually have to really like it. So that you get, you know, improve a lot. Cause I've been studying French much longer than Chinese, but my French isn't that good. I mean, I can have a basic conversation, but you know, nothing amazing. Man, I'm so super impressed. HSK4. Damn. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. I guess we'll talk a little bit more about Choose Change next. Yeah, so how did you get involved with Choose Change? Um, so during the pandemic, I was a little bored because I was at home all day. So I just want to find more stuff to do. Um, I found a YouTube video of like, uh, you know, like a college YouTuber. So someone who's in Stanford or something. I just randomly found him. And she had this Slack group, so I decided to join it, you know, like, just for help, you know, preparing for college and stuff. And I saw there was this girl in her Slack group promoting Choose Change, you know. I was like, oh, it seems like a nice thing. Why don't I join it? So I sent, like, a request to, you know. At the beginning, I sent a request to be, like, a writer. So I joined as a writer. And then later on, I was like, you know what? Why not try to be head of content production? So, you know, I requested for that. I became that. And, yeah, it's been... Yeah, it's been a pretty nice journey and choose change. So yeah, it was kind of like a coincidence. It was, it was not planned at all. Wait, how long have you been in choose change? Since 11th grade. So yeah, around one year. Not that long. Wait, you're a senior? Yeah, I'm a senior. Oh my God. Juniors. <laughs> <laughs> you both juniors? Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh my god, I feel kind of bad. I feel like I need to, oh. to give you like more respect since you're older. No, not at all. No. No. I don't even feel like a senior, honestly. And like, I don't know. It's crazy how time passes by so quickly. Like, I don't know. Like, the whole quarantine thing. Like, now I'm back in school physically. But, you know, the whole quarantine thing, like, it felt like it passed by in an instant. I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought you were personally a college student. Like just the way, just the way that you're talking. Like, oh yeah, you know, studying Chinese in my free time. I gotta wake up early, go to school. <laughs> She's go got to go the drive. <laughs> no, I'm not yet. No, right now I'm like in the process of like you know preparing all my essays and stuff, and it's like pretty, 
stressful, honestly. I have like, I mean, the cost of vacations due January first. I have like three months left, I think. How how's that going on? Like, even I can't even imagine how stressful it would be just doing the application process when like everything's like normal. Like, how is it much worse during a pandemic where everything's like I I have to stay home? There's stress coming in from different corners of like the world. Is it any much different? The same. Honestly, with COVID, I don't think the application is any much different. Just that I think this year, like last year, the application process is much more competitive because now that the SAT, ACT is optional, we're much more people applying to you know the top universities in the. I'm applying to the United States, so I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but at least for the United States, um, since COVID arrived, the admissions process is much more competitive from what I saw in the numbers. Yeah, because most of them are becoming tests optional, right? Yeah, I think that's that's a big part of why it's becoming a lot more competitive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we hope you the best of luck. Thank you. <laughs> wait, wait, guys, 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 guys! Do you hear that? <gasps> why? I think it's time for scrumptious seconds. <laughs> <laughs> It's a section on the show where we ask ridiculously weird questions to get to know our guesses better. This week's question is, if you could only pick one song to listen for the rest of your life, what would it be? Jace, start us off. Start us off, you know, start off strong. You know, I'm going to have to choose Wishing Well by Juice World. Now, I'm going to choose this song because, you know, it's my top listen to on Spotify. And also, Juice World is my favorite artist. Just a vibe. It's just a vibe. Good pick. Good pick. I'll go second. I'll pick "Milk" by Simon on the Moon. Don't know if you guys know that. I do I, not. I do not. It's such, it, it's such a good song. Like you can listen to it when you're sad, when you're happy, when you're studying. It's the perfect song to sing in the shower too. So it's a good song. You guys got to go listen to that. Okay. I definitely will after the interview. Um, okay. So I guess I go next. Um, gosh, that's a difficult question. Um, hmm. I always Is have to say Safe and Sound by Capital Cities. Do you know that one? Nope. No? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, especially in the car. Like, listening to it, I, I you know... I just love it. I'll have to listen to that one after the <laughs> interview. <laughs> so continuing, how did like, going back to Choose Change, how did Choose Change like initially begin? Yeah, do you know? Um, In the beginning, according to me, Choose Change was like founded um, in April of last year. So I came in a little late um, because I came in at around like August, I think, or August, around August, September. Um, when I joined, the group was pretty small. There were very few writers and editors and graphic designers. We were like, you know, you know, a small little team. Um, I started just as a writer. So I just wrote articles for fun. I wrote around, I think, two articles a month. And then I later helped out as an editor. I edited other people's articles. And then as the months went by, you know, the team got larger and larger because the co-founders started fi- finding other people to join. And then they asked events, they asked in some group chat, hey, is there anyone who would like to be head of content production? It's like, well, I might as well, you know, it sounds like a fun thing to do. So I asked them. 
we did a, like a mini interview and yeah I got the position and you know it's, it's been really fun actually being kind of content production I think I became I got a position around January this year and um, since then mainly what I've been doing is um you know organizing all the writers and editors since content production I only fo- like focus on the content not the you know all the aesthetically pleasing posts and stuff but it's mostly you know pitching out articles ideas assigning articles to the writers you know giving deadlines um, making sure that everything is organized um reading their articles to check if it's okay and like you know if this would be something interesting to post um you know assigning editors to the articles and then you know putting them in a calendar so that the graphic designers can have them you know posted by a certain date and you know that kind of stuff wait so you said juice change initially started quite small right yeah when you initially came yeah right now is it just still like it's obviously not a one school project anymore right do does juice change have like chapters in different parts of thailand or like internationally or is it what what's happening in there in the beginning, uh, according to me, Tuesday just had um, Thai team members. Um, but then later on, as it grew bigger, it got a little bit more international. I think there are some group members from the U.S. There are also group members from other Southeast Asian countries like the Philippines, Vietnam, and Malaysia. So, yeah. Wow, so it's pretty big then now, isn't it? Yeah, now it got much bigger. And then, so how do these international like uh, parts of Tuesday like, interact? With the Thailand, like, what do they do? Well, can you rephrase that question again? So, like, uh, you know, the, it's quite hard to do, like, I don't know, like the projects, the in-person projects, if you're like international and you're on the other side of the world from Thailand. So then, how does like America help to change, or how does so on? So. Well, yeah, there's a problem the time difference. Like for me, I mean, I have a 12 hour time difference with Thailand. I think also the same problem for people who are from the US. Um, sometimes I respond late to be one people have questions, usually 12 hours ahead because, you know, but like that is a little complex, but we still make things work out. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to like adapt to situations, especially now. It's it's quite necessary. Yeah. So what's Choose Change and what's their mission? Choose Change's main goal is like spreading awareness on social issues both in Thailand and around the world. To be honest, I mean I'm not Thai, so I can't say I know everything about Thailand. As I've been, you know, part of this group, I've been learning more and more about what's going on in Thailand. But I can't say if I'm an expert at all, obviously. Uh, but yeah, that's been it's been a very rewarding experience overall. Um, we mainly like try to find, uh, you know, ways that people know. Also, like in a very interesting way, not in a boring way, and also like a few words, and not like very, you know, super fancy language and like you know, cute posts and stuff. So that people just know what's going around the world and like also how they can help. Because sometimes in the last few slides, we put like organizations where they could donate or where they could volunteer or something. That's pretty good. So back to like about more about what you, what Juice Change is. If you could describe Juice Change in one word, what would it be and why? Um, 
gosh. Mm. I would say the two stained is like kind of like a family, like because we like got to know each other well. Like we haven't done much Zoom calls because everyone's busy and also because of time difference. But yeah, I would say we were kind of like a family because we got to know each other and like not like not only do we talk because we have a Slack group, not only do we talk about, you know, like the work stuff for two stains, but also like, you know, just send out jokes and stuff and yeah. That's heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> What what initially inspired you to even get involved with Choose Changed? Um, I've always liked writing. In school, my favorite class has always been English. Also Spanish class. Yeah, it's mainly like, you know, just the language, you know, writing classes. Those have always been my favorites. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know. I just was very captivated by the idea. Like when one of the co-founders, you know, sent a message in that Slack group, I joined by my college YouTube. I was like, you know, this could be a, like a really fun way, you know, just to write articles because I really like writing just in general, like about whatever, whether it's an essay or, you know. So I was like, yeah, I should um, join this. Also because I don't have much to do anyway. So yeah, that's why I joined. Do you, do you like want to be a journalist in the future because you like writing so much? Or I'm not sure, honestly, because I'm also really into business. So I'm not, I'm not mm. sure, honestly. Are you doing anything like <clears throat> business related right now? Um, I was in two summer internships. I think it was in tenth grade, eleventh grade, uh, for some real estate company. I did mostly stuff virtually because of the pandemic, but I basically, you know, looked for the properties through Redfin and Zillow. This is like, you know, mostly real estate in the US, especially Florida. Um, because Florida's been exploding from all the tourists coming in. Um yeah, I've been looking mainly like for properties and then analyzing properties. I did have, I have Excel sheets for like all the, you know, calculations of all the numbers for like HOA, um, you know, the price per square foot, the asking price, and then calculating, you know, profits, the cap rates, and yeah, all of that. And then I obviously, and then we have to see the units first to see if the photos are not fake. So I usually do video calls to the realtors because I can't actually see the properties myself. Um, and then, yeah, well, it's not my decision to do, to buy the, where to buy the property or not. So I just tell, you know, the bosses of the, of the company, like, Hey, these are the numbers. This is, these are videos of what the property is like. Um, you decide like what you want to do, but yeah, I was kind of like, you, I could call myself like kind of like a real estate analyst. Mm, sounds yeah. very professional. Yeah, that's All right, so, what I did. So moving back to Choose Change, uh, what are some of the projects that Choose Change has done? Uh, some projects. Uh, right now, we're doing uh, Instagram stories, mostly. And uh, most of it is about the vaccine rollout. How is it doing the COVID cases worldwide and in Thailand? And also about how you can have, you know, local communities in Thailand as well. Um, also about what's going on with the protests and stuff. Um, I'm not an expert on it, so I don't, I prefer not to write about it and like let an expert do it because I don't want to, you know, bring any misinformation. Um, but yeah, um, other projects we did in the past is we've done some interviews with other people. 
not video interviews, but like we have like a written interview in like a post, you know what I mean? Kind of like that. Um, yeah. 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 So we, we saw like on a website that you guys actually did a campaign. I'm not sure if you know about this. It's called <laughs> LGBTQ plus you form 2020 being a teen in the 21st century. Do you know about that? No, to be honest, I don't. They probably did it before I joined. Oh, oh, that's okay. I mean, is there like, other than the Instagram post then, is there any other events or projects that Choose Change is currently planning or you guys want to do in the near future? Uh, right now, we don't have any events planned yet. Um, it's mostly, we're trying to focus more on the Instagram or just building our Instagram we're like renovating, uh, re- renovating our website right now. Um, you know, making it you know prettier, you know, nicer, more aesthetically pleasing, and like just organizing all the articles again. We're not the website's not ready yet, but you know it's in the process. But right now, we're like mostly focusing on the Instagram account as a whole. Sounds good. And what's the Instagram account, just so our listeners can? Oh yeah, wait. Let me find it just to check. I'm saying the right name. It is choosechange.co.co. It's right up here. Choosechange.co, guys. Yeah. Check it out. Is this only on Instagram? Is what? Is it only on Instagram or is it on like Facebook too? Or like other social no, media platforms? On Instagram for now. Maybe we'll open on right. Facebook and Twitter soon, but for now, just on Instagram. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so like, when do you go to university? Do you plan on studying at advocacy and like social activism? Because I see you're working a lot on like these sort of things. Yeah, definitely. I definitely want to study that. Um, I think that could be like, uh, but yeah, I definitely want to take classes on that. I definitely want to study that. Um, I don't know if I'll dedicate the rest of my life to it. I'll definitely do it. Um, but I don't know if that's going to be my whole career yet. I'm actually not really sure what to do in my life yet. But yeah, definitely activism and stuff is definitely what I want to do, you know, in college and stuff. Lastly, like, do you have any advice for future teens who are inspired by social activism and want to, like, put themselves in this field, put themselves in action like you have? Yeah, just, like, just go for it. Like, I mean your whatever even the small actions like count you know even if you're one person like it still makes a difference you know like whatever you can even if it's just like in your local community I mean just whatever you can like what is like I don't know for protests for climate change or just like going to your local orphanage or like help save the stray dogs or you know or this recycling campaigns or stuff or you know raising money for like nonprofit organizations to help disabled children or, you know, opening Instagram account, just whatever, like helps and makes a difference, you know? So like, just go for it. Like, don't, don't hesitate. Like if you like doing it, obviously you have to like doing it. Um, but yeah, just go for it. Very well said. So with that, this has been Ellie, head of productions for Shoe Change. Thank you, Ellie, for giving us a chance to interview you. Listeners, you can check Ellie out on Instagram at Eleonora.Beret. Did I pronounce that correctly? I always yeah. butcher names. Yeah. All right. That's at E L E 
N-O-R-A dot B-U-R-E-I. And get to know more about Choose Change and their amazing work at choosechange.co. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of The Unity, a podcast for teens by teens. Thank you for listening and stay cool, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.